0: Hello, welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name is Morgan. On this episode, we've got a preview of the Collingwood Magpies for the 2023 season post-trade period. Let's have a look. Starting from the back line, as usual, Brayden Maynard in the back pocket takes the best, most dangerous small forward for the opposition each week. Or maybe the mid-size forward is probably more accurate. Quaynor's probably got a little bit more speed to cope with those really dynamic guys. But Maynard, fantastic. Plays on someone like Charlie Cameron. Has done a job on Dustin Martin in the past as well. Um, just a really, really solid team player. Never shirks a contest. Really hard at it. Has got a beautiful long kick on that left foot. Made the All-Australian team as a reward for probably a couple of uh, seasons of really good footy. And good to see him rewarded with that. 189 centimeters, So he can play on those mid-sized hybrid forwards, as I mentioned before. But coming into the prime of his career, he will be picked every single week. Fullback, we've got Darcy Moore, one of the most probably attacking defenders in the game. Um, We love players like him. He can intercept the footy, he can spoil, he can lock down a really good tall forward, but then he's also explosive. Not many fullbacks can rebound with running bounces and kick the ball 55, 60 meters. So he's fantastic. Jeremy Howe, um, 32, so probably getting towards the end of his career, but another guy that can play tall or small, probably forced to play taller than Collingwood would have liked given the injury-slash-retirement to Jordan Ruffhead. Ideally, you want him playing as, like, a third tall where he can intercept. Uh, Isaac Quainor, uh, new, relatively new on the block, 2018 draft. He was next-gen academy from memory, but still went in the first round. Uh, his rebound is also fantastic. Him and Dacos. Dacos probably usurped him a little bit this season um quicker than many people probably expected but quain was just fantastic clean really agile can rebound but also great in the air um, with his spoiling and can take a good intercept mark nathan murphy probably the guy that benefited the most from roughhead moving out of the team was originally jack madgen that played that like semi tall defender position but murphy really cemented his spot late in the year um, was recognized with a nomination for the best 22 under 22 team. And he he was another guy in the Magpies defense, was probably playing a little bit taller than he would have liked, but just fantastic competitor, always gets the fists in. Not flashy and not going to give you the rebound that some of the other defenders do, but just locks down his opponent each week. Nick Dacos, sensation, best first-year player that I've ever seen. I didn't see Judd, but Dacos is in a league of his own. He will go down as one of the best players of all time. That I have no doubt and then that gets me to the bench. For these ones, I'm going to be putting six players on the bench. Rumors are that the bench will go from four to five spots. I've just put six because I think it gives a better indication of where the team is at overall. A little bit of extra depth that you get to have a look at, and realistically, teams aren't going to be able to field their best 23 players, 22 players each week. There's going to be at least one injury, and this also caters for those, yeah, depending on the matchup. So, I've got a uh, small defender and a tall defender, and then we get to the forward line. I've got a small forward and a tall forward. So, depending on who they're playing, they might want to interchange these. A little names voice a you there. Thanks, Bill. Um Noble, just a guy that's improving. Was picked up in the mid-season draft, I think, 2019 from memory. Um... Had another solid year. They like his run out of halfback. Probably not as physical as some of the other guys, and that, that'd be the weakness in his game. But he's clean, and he seems to do what the coach wants most of the time. Frampton, the first acquisition, I think, for a future third. He's come across... Couldn't actually break into the Adelaide Crows team, so not sure what that says, but I think they're just looking for him to cover Roughhead now that Roughhead has departed. Retired, departed, fancy face. What are you talking about? Um, he potentially could take a big body forward. So, after more... Yeah, you, you don't have anyone that can really play on the big monster forwards. You've got Howe and Murphy, both about 190 centimetres. So, I think Frampton is there as cover. Or if you're playing like a Geelong with two big forwards or a Carlton with two really big forwards, he might come into the team. That gets us to the midfield. Um, Starting on the wing, Josh Dacos I think cemented that spot, played a little bit of inside mid last year but new coach, he found his place out in the wing and Collingwood use their wingers a lot with how fast they rebound from defence. Their wingers are often in space and they're the guys that generate that run through the middle of the ground. So it's a good team to play wing in and I think Dacos and Sidebottom bottom were number one and two ranked wingers in the competition. It doesn't necessarily speak to their ability as players, even though they're both good players, but I think it shows sort of how game style can bring certain positions into the play more than others. In sentiment, I've got Taylor Adams. When he plays, he's fantastic. Awesome tackling pressure. Has got good speed off the mark. Can link up with uncontested play as well, but he's that like in and under grunt player that all teams need and sort of sets the standard, I think, in the midfield um, contest-wise. You've got Pendles that obviously sets it from like a composure and decision-making standpoint, but I think Adams is probably the most ferocious midfielder in this team. Gets to the other wing, got steel side bottom. Another guy is probably getting towards the end of his career, but still fantastic. Good decision-maker. Went through a little bit of a slow patch of form, but um, in the finals, he showed his class, kicked a couple of really important goals. Darcy Cameron takes over as main ruckman, as he did when uh, Brody Grundy went down. I think, obviously, he'll take that spot as a permanent ruck now. Mason Cox offers a little bit, but I think Cameron's just really good around the ground, can take a contested mark, is good at ground level, puts lots of pressure on with his tackling. So he's a good sort of modern-day ruckman. Those guys that just compete in all facets of the game, and coaches seem to be moving more towards them than the giants who can get hit outs but can't contribute anywhere else. Jordan I've got starting in the midfield, will probably push forward as well, but he offers that real burst power, kicks goals out of the midfield, can win contested footy. He's just a class act and one of those explosive midfielders, midfielders that teams seem to be looking for. Jack Crisp I've got as the other on-baller to complete the uh, trio of midfielders, minus the Ruckman, of course. Um, he could push out to a wing, could play off half-back, but I think it'll be a mixture of probably wing on-ball for Crisp coming into this next season. Gets me to the bench, hit crisp, sorry, lots of run. Um, fantastic, really, really suits Collingwood's gameplay at the moment. Um, the way they rebound off half back. he's the guy that pushes back hard and then he can rebound. He can win contested ball and uncontested ball. He's a good kick and I think he's starting to evolve his game even more. He, like Playing so many consecutive games, you just see how important continuity is in life, basically, but in an AFL career, which is what we're talking about right now. Gets me to the bench. I've got Pendles, 34, but he just keeps on keeping on. Um, Started off halfback at the start of the year, but then for like the last five, six games of the year, when it was crunch time, he was a full-time midfielder. So he's still considered Collingwood's best mid, or at least in their best rotation of midfielders when the game's on the line. And yeah, he's a class act. I love him. He's he's probably my favourite player of all time. I just think he's fantastic. And Tom Mitchell I've got on the bench. Could be starting in the place of like Crisp maybe. Um, but I've just got him on the bench. He's, he's well and truly in this mid-rotation, though, I think. I think he pushes Lapinski out, and then Pendlebury maybe plays a little bit off half-back. Just look after the body. He is getting on, um, but I think, yeah, when the whip's cracking, he'll be back in there. Mitchell, similar sort of player to Adams, doesn't have that acceleration and breakaway speed. Adams can come out the front of the stoppage, which you very rarely see Mitchell do, but he's just so clean. Distributes out and that's what Collingwood really need. They need someone in and under to distribute out and start that run start that rebound um, And hopefully win some center clearances So they don't have to rebound and they can get some quick entries into the forwards, which is who I'm going to talk about next Sort of a new look forward line magpies have never really had a key forward probably since Travis cloak but they've gone out in the trade period identified a need and brought Daniel McStay in through free agency I think he comes straight into the team. They, they've they been crying out for a player like him. Uh, he'll start at centre-half forward, pushing up the ground, potentially play a little bit in the ruck. Uh, he showed in the final series for Brisbane that he can do that. I'm a huge fan of McStay. I think he's he's just a fantastic competitor, like someone like a Maynard, like someone like a Majercek. Undersized, but I, I'd say is even a level above Majercek can bring the ball to ground, has shown he can start taking contested marks, he's a pretty good finisher, and he's just an impact player around the contest and in the air, which is what you want from your key position guys, in particular forwards, you want to have a target that you can rely on to at least bring the ball to ground, at worst, Jamie Elliott I think showed people what he's really capable of this year, a couple of clutch moments, game winner against Essendon, but... He's just an awesome player. Got a crazy vertical leap for someone his size. Can take the ball overhead. He's clean at ground level. Just offers so much as a forward. Maybe not as much defensively, but they've got other guys who can do that. He's a star. He can play full forward, basically. And he's forced to do that a little bit, given the Magpies' lack of forward options. Bo McCreary, I think, showed a lot of promise towards the end of the year. In particular, one run through the midfield sticks in my mind. He's lightning quick. He's the quickest player on Collingwood's list and would be one of the quickest in the AFL. He's also hard. Offers really good tackling pressure. And listening to an interview with some of the Collingwood staff, they mentioned that he hasn't even begun to scratch the surface of what he's capable of. Like, mentioned that he, like, his tackling is impressive, but was sort of hinting that he's got a lot of offensive aspects to his game that we probably haven't seen yet. I'm looking forward to seeing them. Jonathan, um, burst on the scene. Just a natural footballer. It, I think that's the best way to describe him. Athletically, nothing special, but as a footballer, very, very special. He's a finisher. He knows when the goals are. He's not scared to take on the goals and take on the big moments in games. And I'll just love that. He loves the crowd as well. He's, he's just fantastic. I don't know how you can hate him personally, but each their own. Majacek touched on already. He's done a great job since coming in as mature age recruit out of Tasmania. Um, and then the VFL actually was recruited from the VFL playing as a defender. And then, Forced to play forward, but he's just a competitor. Like he's fearless. The amount of times he gets hit so hard. I guess you you have to be if you're playing as full forward at one ninety two centimetres, but yeah, another guy. It's a it's a really sort of odds and ends forward line, but they they've all got something special about them. And even though it's not your traditional sort of two talls, two or three talls, two uh three or four smalls forward line, I think they do a job there. The smalls are like Elliott and Johnson are, are both really, really strong overhead. Then you've got really talented smalls. So it balances out in the end. Um, you just got to see whether that can stand up in a big final, which is probably the only question. With that really high pressure, those contested marks come at an absolute premium in a high-pressure final. So wait and see if it stacks up then. But losing a premium by one point, you'd have to say. At this stage, Collingwood's game plan is stacking up. Ash Johnson came in second half of the year, another mid-season recruit. So Collingwood have done quite well out of these mid-season recruits. He's a guy, once again, really good overhead. Just got spring, ball sticks in his hands, and he's a classy finisher. Had a couple of moments he'd want to forget against Sydney from memory, but I think he'll continue to improve uh, another full preseason at AFL level. And um, he's another guy that offers overhead presence as well as being clean at ground level. Classy, classy player. Crazy that he hasn't been picked up before now. And then on the bench for the forwards, I've got Mason Cox. I think if they play five bench players, Cox will be in the team, rotating into the ruck with Cameron. Um, if it's four on the bench, maybe not. Or maybe if like if it's a wet day or something, they might leave him out. And then Bobby Hill didn't play a lot of footy last year, so I think he'll he'll have to prove his fitness and work back into the team. But he he's another really damaging dynamic for, uh, small forward who's probably. Yet to see his full potential um, can take a hanger. We've seen that before. Can kick a great goal, probably just on the lighter side at the moment. So he'll have to learn how to, how to work his way into the game because he's not going to be able to win heaps of contested balls. So he'll just have to make the most of his limited opportunities. Be really clean and smart with his positioning, like an Eddie Betts or someone like that. Although he's well, Eddie Betts can take a hanger. So yeah, maybe a little bit, I think that's. That brings me to the end of Collingwood's preview for 2023. I think a little bit under the radar in their trade period, obviously they lost Grundy and everyone's sort of, a, yeah, burning down, I don't know what an expression is, but they're not happy with it, they feel like they got ripped off, but at the end of the day, you've got a really serviceable Ruckman in Cameron, Grundy was on a lot of money, you've brought in a key forward, which is what you really, really needed, and you've been able to replace Grundy more or less, they lost Henry, but they're brought in Bobby Hill, Ash Johnson took Henry's place at the end of the year, and they brought in defensive coverage in Frampton, so... They basically haven't lost anything either. I think the total loss to bring in these players was around about a pick 60, so negligible. They used some future picks to trade out, but basically haven't lost any draft capital. Got three picks inside the first 30 this year, and they've addressed some real needs. So they'll be contending again. The Magpies, probably the best team to watch in the AFL, I'd say comfortably with the way they rebound off half-back. It's just exciting footy they attack. We love to see it, so looking forward to that. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening.